schus lefat, I never left the Fabrang alone. Now, I don't know what that means, never, but... Well, obviously. <laughs> it certainly uh, seems to have been. Okay, yesterday we learned about Hispailus Sichlis. We learned about the first level of Akara. There's going to be two levels of Akara. We mentioned in Gashmir, so there can be an Akara where for what there's some physical issue where a person is lacking physical apparati that are necessary for giving birth to children. And the second is now that everything's there, but for whatever reason it doesn't work. In Ruchnius, what's what's the first level where there's something missing? What's missing is the is the fertile ground that would give birth to love and fear. And what's that fertile ground? He's Pilusichlis, intellectual excitement. And we explained why. Why it is that intellectual excitement is necessary, meaning explained at great length. It's the whole half the sheer of Mechin and Mides, Mides Shabamechin, Mechin Shabamides, what that is and how that works and why it is that that these pilusichlis, meaning midashabimechin, is necessary in order for mechin to have an input in midas. And the Rabbi explained that that's called Timtuma Meach, and that's even worse than Timtuma Lev. Timtuma Lev is one thing. Timtuma Meach, very, very serious situation. Ah, so why is it that a, a person might have Timtuma Meach? Why is it they might not get excited about ideas of Elokus? Seventh line, last end of the line, we got to the period Timtuma Meach. The reason that this might happen, like we said earlier, he's not a receptacle. Why? Because he's a klimale. He's a full vessel. So there's no room. And in human, you know, means the way things work in you know the, the world of flesh and blood, meaning in physical reality, klimale in a machzik. A full vessel doesn't hold anything. If your cup is full of, of water, you can't put any more water in the cup. Oh, so too in this, this context. Interesting enough, there in, in, in Ruchnius, now we're going to see here in Ruchnius it's the same, because that's just the muscle the Rebbe is using. But generally in Ruchnius, interesting enough, the fuller it is, the fuller, the, the more you can put into it. In intellect, the more ideas, the more understanding there is in your brain, the more ideas you can put in your brain. Right? Your brain doesn't fill up. Other the more that's there, the more it's able to receive even more ideas. Okay, but the Rebbe is using this physical muscle of a kli mole. So if you have a cup and it's filled to the brim with water, you can't put any more water in. Oh, okay. So to this person, the hine kashera adam hu kli mole, when a person is a full vessel, what does that mean? Hainu shu mole He's full of his own desires. Now the Rebbe says something quite amazing. Loimi boy. Now, this is like a Gemara loimi boy. What's a Gemara's loimi in, in the Gemara? What's loimi boy? It's not necessary to say A, but even B. I mean, A is even, huh? Loimi boy. Loimi boy A, but also B. I mean, it's not necessary to say Shabbos, but even Yamtif. Mashu Kazeh. Okay. So we're going to say two loimi boys here. It's not necessary. I mean, it's obvious to say loimi boy would say this to Yitzhahara. Obviously, the desires of the Yitzhahara, that those desires are something that's going to keep him from any appreciation of Elokos. That they are the desires for forbidden things. 
or Yafilu, even, it's also not necessary to say Ratzin is the Nevesh of Bahamis. The Ratzin of the Nevesh of Bahamis is the Mutar. Right? For Mutter things, right? The Alter Rebbe in Tanya explains the difference between Shadin Nuchroin and Shadin Yehudoin, right? The, the desires of the Yetzirah as opposed to the desires of the Nevesh Bahamis. Right? Yetzirah is desiring something that's, so to speak, the non Jewish shade, the non Jewish demon. Wants an Aveira, Chos Vashalom. What does the, the Jewish demon want? He wants Elamazah. It's Mutter. What do you mean? Look, look at the Heksher on the bottle. Right? My, my, yeah, but you spend all day with your, worrying about your, your, uh, your smoothie. I know, but all the ingredients are medats of the Edechareidus. It's okay. Well, okay, that's true, but I don't know whether I want my head in smoothies. Right? That certainly, that, that also is going to keep me away from the Ebishter, right? If the, I mean, you know, the wine I drink all day, so it's kosher wine. No, that doesn't work, right? <laughs> But it's kosher. Yeah, okay, say that. I said a bracha. Oh, yeah, great, great. That also helps. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, because you. Yeah, I'm, I'm never finished. Right? <laughs> it's like those people who walk around with water bottles all day long, so they never say brain fushes because they said a shackle at the beginning of the day and they're just busy sipping water all day long. Right? So, so right. So, so there's retzenus for 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 devar mutarim. It's not, the person doesn't chasven want the veiris, but they're very ibrigigevin to gashmias, right? They like gashmias, but it's it's kosher. You know, they have their five favorite kosher restaurants: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, they're busy in their kosher restaurants. A filo retzenus nevish abamis ledevar mutarim. The imayesim devar mutarim that even though they're mutter harei taiva leim. The taiva for them, he bechina shade, and here the Rebbe says what the author Rebbe says in Tanya. Shade, it's a demon, so to speak. Me shading Yehudoin, Jewish demons. Means it's kosher, but it's still not what we're here for. I'll call ponim, right? Nevertheless, oh, so now okay. But the Rebbe said lemi boy. So what what is the person full of? So you don't have to say the Ritzenus of the Yitzhahara because that's obvious. You don't have to say even the Ritzenus of the Nevesh Bahamis because that's also obvious. So what Ritzenus? Hello. Uh, what? Akul Pani means nevertheless. Nevertheless. Hello. Feel the Ritzenus to Nevesh Elokis. He's full of even if the Ritzenus he has is the Ritzenus of his Nevesh Elokis. What does that mean? Let's see. Hainu. Ritzenus to Kedusha. Ritzenus of Kedusha. But what? He has his own agenda in Kedusha. So what? It's got nothing to do with God. It's got to do with him. Ah, he has an Epheshelokis. So he has spiritual desires. Say there, but who says this spiritual desire? Even if it's in the context of Tarin Mitzvah, who says it's what the Kodesh Baruch Hu wants? He's got his own agenda in, 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 in spirituality. Whoa. Mela, the first two, but the third one. That's an amazing thing to say. I mean, the Ebershter wants something. So the Ebershter wants something from me. What does he want me to do? So if I'm a bacher in yeshiva, you know what he wants me to do? He wants me to sit and learn Torah. Oh, but, but, but there's mitzvahim to do. That's returnus of the Nevesh Elokis that'll keep you from a relationship with God. If you're doing those mitzvahim in the middle of Seder. It's not what the Ebershter wants. Ah, it's a good thing. Why am I out there? Because my Nevesh Elokis wants to go help another Jew. But that's not what the Ebershter wants from me right now. The Ebershter wants me to sit and learn. What? What am I learning? 
I'm sitting and learning Chassidus in the middle of Nigla Seder. That's not what the Abishta wants from me. The Abishta wants me to sit and learn, learn, learn Gemara in the middle of Gemara Seder, because that's what Seder is. When, when does he want me to learn Chassidus? When is Chassidus Seder? He wants me to learn Chassidus. At night, learn Chassidus. In the morning, before davening, learn Chassidus. Oh, he's such a chassid. Didn't get up for Chassidus Seder, but is busy learning Chassidus in the middle of Nigla. Ritzonis of the Nefesh Elokis. He's full of his own agenda. Has nothing to, what, the Rebbe has an agenda. And the Rebbe's agenda, as a, as a chassid, you, what, what does a chassid believe? A chassid believes the Rebbe knows what the Ebishter wants. And the Rebbe has an agenda. What's the Rebbe's agenda? The, 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 the Rebbeim. The Rebbe Shab, the Fidika Rebbe, and the Rebbe set up Tem Chitimimim in such a way that there's an agenda. There's a way the day works, and that's what's good for the person's spiritual development. Now, I have my own agenda. Won't work. <laughs> Why not? It's mine. Mine? If I'm in Tem Chitimimim, if I'm another yeshiva, so then that yeshiva has its, its, its Seder, so you follow that Seder. But in Tem Chitimimim, what's the Seder? It is whatever it is. So then that, if, I'm, if I'm following that Seder, then I'm, the agenda that I have is an agenda of the Abishter. How do I know? Because the Rebbeim set it up that way, and I trust them. No, I know better. You know better. No, you don't. You don't know better. Oh, but I know myself. An amazing thing to say. What's that? I'm full of, I'm full of his own retainers. They're, they're, it doesn't mean the retainers are negative. They're just mine. So then, I'm a klimala, in a machzik. And I'm not going to be open to elokus because I've got my own agenda. I mean, basically what the Rebbe's saying is I'm so full of myself, I've got no room for God. That's what he's saying. It's just slightly gentler language, but I mean, he says it. Right? I feel the the nefesh Meaning there can be retzernus of the nefesh elokis that aren't useful in my relationship with the Kaddish Baruch It's an amazing idea. Now, the very fact that 35%, I mean, I don't know what the statistics are now, but 20 years ago, the statistics were that 35% of all cult members in the United States were Jewish. Okay, so now what percentage of the population of America is Jewish? There's you know, 5 million Jews and 300 million people. So 1 60th, it's about 1.5%, 1.6%. Uh, pretty close, right? Taka, get in there. So, so uh, but a Yid is a, is a Davr Choshev and a Davr Shebaminian, so they never bought it. So, so Shemus, uh, right? Shemus, Elish Shemus B'nai Yisrael. Or as Rabbi Vishnevsky, who wrote the California Chumash, always likes to say, Elish Shemus B'nai Yisrael. These are the Shemus of B'nai Yisrael that went down to Mitzrayim. <laughs> but they weren't Shemus. Those guys weren't Shemus. But um, uh, uh, the, the 35% of cult members in the United States were, again, I don't know the statistic now, were Jewish. Okay. So... Where does that come from, ultimately? Ultimately, that's coming from the Neverzella kids. Why in the world are these Yidden so... They're, they're, they're so drawn to some spiritual expression from the Neverzella kids. It's just a completely improper spiritual expression. But the source of that desire is the Neverzella kids. It's, it's just being polluted by all sorts of nonsense, so it's expressing itself in a completely counterproductive way. Okay. But... It's, the, the source of it is the Nefesh Elokis wants, wants Elokus. It's just, instead of being drawn to Elokus, they're drawn to spirituality. And so that might be... 
My daughter knows what time it is. I always hate doing this to my beloved daughter. Maybe she doesn't know what time it is. Huh? You read Shea Hap's book? What? You read Shea Hap's book, right? Shea Hap's I know, Shea Hap is in his book. His book is what, Cultbusters? It's incredible. Yeah. I read it once the whole thing. I had a friend who used to do stuff with him. It's heavy stuff. Very. <laughs> no, it's, it's mamish heavy stuff. I mean, sometimes these kids get really, in, you know, completely involved, and you have to mamish deprogram. It's very heavy. It's not simple. But with sinus of Nevzalakis, whoa. Elafida with sinus of Nevzalakis, Haina with sinus of Kedusha. All things being equal, the desire is for something positive. But it just doesn't happen to be positive in this context because it's being expressed in terms of my with sinus and not the Abishta's with sinus. Right? If he's full of and is involved in his own ritzenis, his own, even his own spiritual ritzenis, and even if those spiritual ritzenis are coming, not chos not, v'shalom, not the, 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 some cult, no, in Yiddish guy. But instead of being in Seder, he's doing mitzoyim. Mitzoyim are great. It's amazing. Just not right now. Why? Because I'm a bachur and I'm a tamimi, I'm a tamim. That's what's being and that's what's we doing with soyim now. It's not lunchtime. It's not Friday. Lunchtime and Friday. That's when you do with soyim. Want to do with soyim? Do with soyim every day for two hours. No problem. Incredible. My son went to yeshiva with someone in Lud. This is uh, over twenty years ago. My goodness gracious, right? He was a fourteen-year-old bachur. He used to go every lunch hour to the canyon in Lud. You know, the, what's a canyon? Uh, uh, mall, mall, the mall, the mall in Lud. And he used to go to Mitzrayim there every day. And he was in Lud for three years, it's three. So by the second year, the Minahel of the canyon saw this little Lubavitcher running around the canyon every day. He gave him an office. He gave him a space that could be his office where he could keep everything that he needed for his Mitzrayim in the canyon. And he had an office in the canyon and and was there from Mitzrayim every every day lunchtime, every break in the evening, Fridays. Right? He had he had like his own little shlichus going on, but never miss Seder. Aaron K was his name. Mamish an amazing guy. I mean, I don't, you know, he, now he's married with a bunch of kids. I don't know better. Better. He was just this amazing book. Right? The K's are interesting people. His brother is the is the main Lubavitch male in Svas. Very very special guy. Very chesilish guy. Pinimistika guy. Right, so so that he, he he and the the minahel of the canyon used to call him Rav Canyon. This fourteen-year-old kid he used to call him Rav Canyon. Ah, Kvoda Rav, he a Rav. This little kid. Not a Rav. But he was there every day. He was in Seder every day. Give him Seder, he would. They'll kill you. Right, I mean, you know. Okay. To say, This avoid I have a hush in it. I have a sensitivity to it. Meaning, I, I get it. I, 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 it. It speaks to me. This avoid he wants. And this avoid he doesn't want. Why this is now translated into Yiddish, I don't know. The avoid the vilir. 
Right? This Avaida Vil is want, airs he. Undi Avaida Vil air nit, he doesn't want. Right? Okay. Oh, Rabbi, I just, I'm just, you know, not, I just, Gemara just doesn't speak to me, Rabbi. Okay. Oh, Rabbi, Tfilin doesn't speak to me. If someone said that to you, what would you say? Well, just put on Tfilin. I mean, I understand. I, I, I mean, you have to put on Tfilin every day. What are you going to do? <laughs> People might accept, oh, Gemara doesn't speak to me. What is that? How is that any different for a Jewish man? And saying, Tfilin doesn't speak to me. Shabbos doesn't speak to me. I'll do everything, but Shabbos doesn't speak to me. What's that got to do? Who cares whether Shabbos speaks to me? What's that got to do with you? Right. Who cares whether Tfilin doesn't speak to you? So who cares whether Gemara doesn't speak to you? Sit and learn Gemara. Why? Because it's a mitzvah zase for a man to sit and learn Torah, and that's the most basic expression of it. Right. Does it mean you that's what you're going to do when you're a balabas? You're going to spend more time learning Gemara than learning Siddhis? No, it might be that you'll spend a little more time learning Siddhis, a little more, less time learning Gemara, but you can have a Seder in Gemara every day, every week. Yes. Why? Because that's what Jewish men do. That's just what it means to be a Jewish man. You don't want that. What does that have to do with anything? You want to love God? Well, that's what you do. I but it doesn't speak to me. Pesach doesn't speak to me. Matzah doesn't speak to me. So don't eat matzah on Pesach. Fine. I do everything else, Rabbi. Purim, oh, that really speaks to me. I love Purim. I don't give, I don't give Mishloch Manot. That doesn't speak to me. I just do Matanus Levieni because I think stuck is very important and I drink myself silly and then Megillah, okay. I, you know, the second time annoys me but I listen to the Megillah twice because, you know, the, I like it the first time. The second time in the morning, it's a little annoying. I just heard it the night before but okay, so I do that. But uh, Mishloch Manot, I don't see why I have to give my friends. They're all rich. I don't have to give them. What would you say to such a guy? What are you nuts? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Right? You know better than whoever it is that decided that this is what we do. Okay. So that's what, the, and, and, and I mean, that sounds like what's saying this of the Nevisha Bahamis, right? But the guy could say, you know what, I, 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 one thing that people do indeed that, that, that is reasonable, especially today, is they spend less money on Mishloich Manas and they spend more money on Matanus Levyanim. Okay, that's perfectly reasonable today. Right? right, you're going to spend a hundred shekels on every fruit basket that you give your friends. I well, don't need your fruit basket, but there's a lot of people who don't have enough money to eat. So take the hundred shekels, give a ten shekel mishloch manot to your neighbors, and give a ninety shekel matanus levianim to the poor people. Perfectly reasonable. Right? Or give mishloch manos to two people, which is what you have to do, and you know minimal, and then give the rest to matanus. Perfectly reasonable. Right? But it doesn't speak to me. I don't, not because it doesn't speak to you, because you think Matanis Levyanim happens to be more important because there's a lot of poor people out there. Right? And a lot, and a lot of Pesachim are saying that because people got carried away with, with Mishlei Yachmanis. It's become a, you know, like a, 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 a social pressure to give some <clears throat> fancy thing with all sorts of stuff. Okay. Pretty amazing. Even the returnness of the Nevishalokis. <clears throat> so then what is a klimale? He's a full vessel. What's he full of? His own returnness. He's full of himself. And if I'm full of myself, then I have no room for God. I 
my understanding is part of my expression of self is this relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But that's not a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's a relationship with myself. And we learn that from relationships with people. We know that. There are people who don't relate to us as people. They relate to us as an extension of themselves. All right? It's useful for me to have a friend to go to the movie with. So I nudge my friend to go to the movie with me. <laughs> Why? Well, because it's nicer to go to a movie with a friend than to go to a movie alone. Who wants to go to a movie alone? You feel like a loser. So you want to go with a friend. So you nudge your friend who doesn't want to go to the movie. You call him up, hey, Jim, you want to go to the movie? No. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm studying for a test. Ah, come on. The guy drays him a cup until he, until he goes to give it. Okay, okay. He said, I'll come to the movie. So what did he do to this poor guy, Jim? Basically, he turned Jim into his dog. You want to go for a walk around the block, right? Nicer with a dog or without a dog? Nah, with a dog. You know, the dog walks, wags his tail, sniffs here, sniffs there, gets to the corner, sits <laughs> down, waits for you. You get to the corner. Okay, he runs across, does the whole thing again. He, he likes, he's back and forth 32 times in the time it takes you to walk the block, right? And then you get to the corner, and he gets to the corner, he sits there, and he's smiling at you, and he just thinks you're the greatest guy, and you take scratch behind his ears, and he's so happy, and that's much nicer than just walking alone. I mean, theoretically, right? It doesn't have to be, but let's say you like that. Okay, so so you, you take your dog for a walk. Good for the dog, good for you. You like it, it's enjoyable, right? You take a ball, you get to a park, you take a ball, you throw the ball, the dog gets the ball, he brings it back after four times. It's all slimy and disgusting, but he keeps throwing the ball, okay? <laughs> Say, right, you have a good time with the dog, and you come back, and he's just so happy, and you get in the house, and he's just like, you know, and you, you go down, and you pet him, and he licks your face, and he's so excited, and oh, it was, it was a great half an hour, it really was, it was great. And it's better than doing it alone. Okay. So I can do that to people. I need a dog to walk. So, but I don't have a dog, so I take a person. I annoy him until he agrees to come on a walk with me. Because I like walking with people, so I can talk to him instead of walking alone. Right? I could do that to someone. <laughs> people do it. You could take about a Seder. You know, I really need a walk. Let's go for a walk. No, no, I'm going to sit and learn. You go for a walk. No, 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 no. Come. We'll just, just around the block. No, I'm, I'm sitting and learning. I'm, I'm just, you, you go, come back, and when you, we'll start learning when you come. No, no, come with it. No, I really want to. Oh, okay, fine. So he, this poor guy, he puts him on a leash and schleps him around the block so he feels better walking with someone. The guy wants to sit and learn Torah. What are you bothering him for? It's easy for us to do that, and to, unless we catch ourselves and realize what we're doing, because that's not relating to him. It's relating to myself and using him within the context of my relationship with myself. So I can do that to God just as easily. Put God on a leash and walk him around the block so I feel spiritually uplifted. But our relationship with the Abishter, like his relationship with us, what does the Abishter spend his day doing, so to speak? Taking care of us, making sure we have everything we need. Baruch Hashem, and he never stops. It just never stops. That doesn't mean that he does it exactly the same, exactly the way we want him to. Okay, I understand. We're supposed to win the lottery, and he hasn't done that for us yet. Right? We haven't even bought a ticket, but we're supposed to win anyway. And when we buy the ticket, for sure we're supposed to win. And he doesn't necessarily agree. Okay, but basically he takes pretty good care of us. And we're certainly a, a, amongst those people. There's seven billion people in the world. We're amongst the people who he takes care of best. In many ways, certainly in Ruchnius, because we lucked out and we're Yidin. And by also in Gashmias, Baruch Hashem. I mean, you know, our worst issue is that it's a little cold in, 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 in I don't know, your dorm room might be an issue, or your apartment, I don't know what you've got over there. But, you know, Gashmias is pretty good in our generation. 
God does his job pretty well. He takes care of us. Okay, so we have a job. How am I, uh, and how am I doing my job? Well, look, what's my job? To do, take care of him. Take care of what he wants. He wants certain things to happen in Elamazi. Do we, do we get it together or don't we get it together? What am I worried about? Not my own in Yonim, which includes spirituality. That's not going to make it. I'm not going to come to love God if that's where I'm holding. It's not happening because it's not about him. That's, there's not going to be any spilus sichlis. I'm not going to be excited about elokus. I'll be excited about elokus to the extent that it feeds the same desires that are keeping me from loving him. But if it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me. He doesn't grasp the truth in his brain, in his intellect. Such that there should be from this, he's pailus sichlis. The Rebbe says an amazing thing, and this is brought in other Maimari that we saw right? in, in Margalifuma the Rava. What does the Rebbe say? That intellect is affected by tshuva. Right? Without tshuva, so intellect doesn't express itself in the, in the most powerful way. So our, we actually won't understand, intellectually, we won't understand the idea as clearly because we're not connected to the nice in the Torah, to the one who gave, gives the Torah. And so, so our understanding of the Torah will be clouded by our involvement in self. It's amazing. keep you late after the tshuva. You guys come on time. The girls, the girls in Sam always, it, 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 the class is supposed to start at either 7.15 or 7.30, depending on the day. I, I'm, I'm rarely ever teaching anything seriously before 10 minutes after the class is supposed to begin, and that's already good. Usually 15. Okay, then of course, when it's time to leave, they're very makpid on time. <laughs> ending time they're very serious about ending time finishing time I mean when the bell rings that's when they start thinking about coming bell. yeah <clears throat> well you guys are big enough not to need a bell but <laughs> you know. so yeah so they, they, a, it's not a bell it's a niggin a niggin comes over the loudspeaker and, you know. which Sam is this? which Sam? Yeah. in Yerushalayim in, in Ramat Shlomo called Shoshanat Yerushalayim Rabbi Vichlin teaches there Rabbi oh, Cohen sure. teaches there. I teach there. Rabbi Kaufman used to teach there. Sure. They have a good time. They're great girls. No, no, it's nothing to do with us. They're terrific girls. Really good. But, but starting class, impossible. At, you, at some point in the year, we do a cheshman. I do a cheshman with them. It's okay, ladies, 10, 15 minutes every class. How many classes do we have in the course of the year? How much time did we spend not learning? How many classes did we miss by not learning? And they're like, one year I started talking when it began, but it was just ridiculous. I felt like an idiot. I was just talking to myself for 10 <laughs> minutes. I gave up. I thought that one of the girls told me that my brother does that and it works. He's there in the afternoons. I'm there in the evenings. The evenings are a little harder. So, so she said it works. I said, okay, I'll try it next year. So I tried it last year. I would sit down at 7.30. Okay, and I'd start teaching. Oblivious, pretending that they're busy coming in and going out. Talking and sitting, you know, as they walk past three girls, they talk to each one of them as they go to their chair. Completely oblivious of the fact that the teacher is in the front of the class and actually teaching the class. 
so I gave up. They're great kids, they really are, but it, it just takes a while. It takes a while to settle down. But the ending time? The Indian base Bakar. What's the second level of a kata? So we said the first level is when there's, again, in Gashmias, the first level is when there's, we're lacking certain physical apparatus. We're lacking the kli kibul, the receptacle, to nourish the, the child. Okay, what's that in Ruchnias? He's pailusichlis. The fertile ground to nourish the love that will come out of the intellectual understanding. But without these pailusichlis, which again, we explained at length yesterday in terms of making the midas, making the midas, the making. Etc. So, so uh, it won't uh, it won't work. So, what's the seconds? The Rebbe explains it much more quickly. Inyan a base bakara sheyesh base vlad. There is a base vlad. Elishena yeledis. For whatever reason, a woman can't give birth, and that that you know that's most cases of couples who, unfortunately, are having a hard time conceiving. Vainu sheyesh likely kibul. He has a receptacle leda to know. In other words, to understand ideas and to become excited about the idea. Right? But it still doesn't ultimately bring about the giving birth of the Midas, of the Midas of Yer and Ava, in a revealed way in his heart. Now the Rebbe doesn't explain that. Why, though? Same, same issue. right? His own agenda. But it, it's, it's obviously much more subtle now. It's not the, the the first case is is you know much more serious. This is what probably most people exp- uh, yeah I would assume most people that you know hopefully you too I mean hopefully not you too hopefully there's also there's not even Tim Tumalev but Tim Tumalev is the issue that most people we know deal with meaning they do get excited about ideas in Chassidus and they find it they find it something that that's 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 important to learn and they 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 enjoy the ideas and try to understand the ideas and are interested in the ideas etc. Okay, not not uh, but meaning. Timtum Ameyach isn't necessarily always the issue. Timtum Alev is the issue that most people talk about. As much as they enjoy those ideas and think about those ideas and are interested in those ideas, in terms of the ideas themselves, they, they want to love God, but they find it difficult to get their heart to actually connect. That's what most people talk about when they talk about you know the, the difficulties they're feeling in Aveda. So that's called Timtum Alev. The heads on straight, meaning they, they have a basic understanding as to what's important and what should be and, 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 and want to connect that to that, but having a hard time bringing it down into their emotional state. You're fashionable. Now the Rebbe says something really quite astounding. I mean, the whole mimer is astounding, but this is just something so interesting that you would never think of. Just like regarding giving birth in Gashmias. So, of course, what has to happen? Oh, we're, we've been talking about the feminine aspect, but there's a masculine aspect, the planting of the seed, right? There has to be a planting of the seed in order to, in, for there to be something. So what's that in Rukhni? Because <coughs> all we've been talking about is the creating the proper environment for nurturing the intellectual understanding that should give birth to Love. Okay. So, but what's the... The Rebbe says something really amazing. Quotes the Fidigarebbe. <laughs> has to be the planting of the seed. <coughs> and what's that? And these are things you'll learn about when 
you get engaged and you start learning about uh, Jewish intimacy. Through the revelation of which is the source of the tipa, the drop that is, comes from the meyach down and ultimately is planted. So too, so too, regarding the giving the need for giving birth to me, there has to be in Yenizriya, there has to be a planting of the seed. And interesting enough, what Pasek seems to do is the, the, the light is planted for the tzaddik. The tzaddik being the one who loves God, fears God. There's been something planted and ultimately that seed has grown. It's been nurtured and, and grown into something viable. Oh, Dekai, what's that? Dekai al azriya de taran mitzvahs. The planting of taran mitzvahs. Uba, and that comes, that comes from a very, very lofty place, just like in the person himself. So there's the, 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 the tipa, the drop, ultimately, it has a very, very lofty spiritual source and his nimshach from his meyach all the way down until it expresses itself in a physical drop. So too in Ruchnius. comes from a very high place. And what's this? The essential, hazaza means, the lazuz means to move. Lahaziz means to cause something else to move, right? Hazaza is movement, right? The essential hazaza. But in this context, it means being shaken up. But when? How? What? The essential movement, shalamaylamitam vadas, that comes from a place beyond intellect, that has to be at least once a year, at the beginning of the Aveda. Now, that's, it's hard to understand what the Rebbe is talking about, right? What is that? Right? So if you look in the Mimer that the Rebbe explained, it shows us that there's a source of this, say from Mimer Tavshin Gimel of Frida Rebbe. I mean, yeah, you'd have to look it up or else you wouldn't know, I mean, what is this? So it's a Mimer where the Frida Rebbe explains something that, that I think we all experience, but we never really thought about it in this context. What's the Hazoza Atzmis? The Hazoza Atzmis is the shaking up, the positive shaking up, the incredible inspiration that we all feel Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Where does that come from? comes from above. I know that the, 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 the feeling of closeness to a Kaddish Baruch that most of us feel on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is not coming from me. Because if it was coming from me, it would be something that I could relate to and, and experience all year long. And I don't experience that all year long. I experience it on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. I mean, you know, I, we all, the, the global I, we all experience some greater feeling of connection to a Kaddish Baruch on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur than, <coughs> than other days. <coughs> Everybody in their own way, right? But, but almost any Jew will, 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 I mean, if you look, you know, even sociologically, almost any, well, not almost, any affiliated Jew is going to feel more Jewish on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur than any other day. So how does that express itself? Well, for the person who never goes to shul, well, they go to shul. Right? They do like very Jewish things on those two days. Why? Well, because they're days of tremendous revelation from above that touches the Jewish soul and causes the Jew to act in a more Jewish way on that day than other days. <coughs> it's all Lisa Rusa It's an arousal from above. 
How about the Frum Jew? The Frum Jew probably davens a little better on Rosh Hashanah than on a normal Tuesday. If not, there's really something wrong with him. He's like, there's Tim to Mamayak that's, you know, just complete and total. Right? Someone who's not sensitive to Elokus to a certain degree on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, there's something wrong with him. Really, I mean, a Frum Jew. There's something wrong with him. That's not normal. Someone who is sensitive to Elokus on a normal Tuesday, that's because he did a lot of avoid. <laughs> That takes a vaid. To not be sensitive to Elokus in any way, shape, or form on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, that's not normal. Okay. So what is that in Ruchnius? Yisrus of the Leila, an arousal from above. So in this context, what's the, the I mean, the Rebbe's quoting through the Rebbe, and there's not quoting him, it just sort of tells you to go look over there. <coughs> Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, the Abishter shakes us up. What is that in this in this context, in this marshal? He plants the seed. He impregnates us with love and fear. Now what? So now we have the whole year to nurture that. So ultimately we should give birth to something from that impregnation that happened on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And that's what the Rebbe says. After the planting of the seed, there is the order of the days of pregnancy. Shavlad Heilich Vegadol, that the child grows. Ad, to such an extension, that he's revealed in the world. There is also the order of the days of pregnancy, in order to bring about the birth of the Midas in a revealed way in the heart. Wow. So, so to speak, Rosh Hashanah Kippur, the Abishtha impregnates all of us with love and fear. He shakes us up and says, No! You see what this feels like? You see this? You feel a little connection? Okay. That I just gave you. I gave you as a matanda from above. Now, work on expressing that in your, from, from, as a result of your own Aveda. But I've, I've given you the potential to do that. Now, nurture that and work with that until finally you bring about a situation where it's coming from you, not from me. That's what Shonim Kippur. Every year, Rabbi says, look, look, the beginning of the year. <coughs> Are there other moments in the year where the Abishta shakes us up? Yes, there's Yisrusa Leila at other points of the year, Baruch Hashem. Pesach is, a, is, is an example. Any, any holiday is an example. And sometimes the Abishta just gives us a matana from above and some state of inspiration that we feel for whatever reason. Right? Whether it's for a, 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 an hour or a day or a week, right, or whatever it happens to be, okay. So, so that's all very nice, and it's all very nice to experience that. And and some people can just get into that and become ore junkies and just like that feeling, but don't do anything with it. And then what? It disappears, and that's that. It's like it never was. What if I what if I invest in that? What if I work on, on, on somehow nurturing that inspiration so that it ultimately will produce a change in who I am? Okay. Then something will come out of it. If I'm just enjoying the feeling, a sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling for a while, things are going well, okay, fine. Fabrengen, you get you get inspired at a Fabrengen, okay. Say that. So now what comes out of it? Very often nothing. Sometimes something. But let's just, you know, in order to learn from it, we'll talk about the negative aspect of it. Nothing. Why? Well, because I had a certain 
state of inspiration, but I didn't, I didn't invest it in anything, meaning I didn't make some sort of achwata that will change a few minutes of my day. And so nothing happened. The, the inspiration disappeared. Well, I remember once hearing it for Brang and we're like Paro. There's a maka, right? So what does Paro say after every maka? I'm going to let you go. Next day, what? No, forget it. Right? That's us. After for bringing. Ah, I'm in. I'm, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, okay. Learning and diving. Then what? I go back to uh, the same paro I was yesterday. Nothing happened. I don't know. A Mayimur Chassid is going to be like a Maka. You know? Whoa! Wow! I got to get it together. You know? I really have to like, work on this. And then what? How do I make it not disappear? So what the rabbi says, I have to invest in it, I have to nurture it, I have to take that energy and somehow invest it in a, a, a very subtle change in my life. Right? Last night I forbring with a bunch of balabatim. So they kept telling me we're balabatim, we're balabatim, we're balabatim. Meaning, you know, that means nothing you say will affect us in any way, shape, or form. Right? I mean, you know, they didn't really mean that, but they mean it, right? Okay. Ah, oh, but we're balabatim. <laughs> okay. So they said, well, what should we do? We have to, what should we do? So, so they made it, we, all of us, made achlot in the Fabrenian. And it's not a, I mean, no, it's not a achlot that's going to take a very, very long time, but it's not, it's not you know, a two-minute achlot, right? Is that every single person, I hope everybody holds by it, is going to learn basi legani tafshin yud for yud which is obvious because everybody does that anyway. They're going to learn ois yud because that's the ois of this year. It's the 10th year in the cycle. So probably most of them have already done that, hopefully, but who knows, right? And either or both of tafshin chaf, which is explaining ois yud the first time the Rebbe explained it, or tafshin mem, which is explaining ois yud the second time the Rebbe explained it. This year, if you do one mimer, most people do tafshin mem because it's the, you know, it, they turned the 10-year cycle into a, I'm sorry, a 20-year cycle into a 40-year cycle, right? Because the Rebbe went through the cycle twice in 40 years. So then there's the first mimer, the second mimer. So the so first 20 years was the first mimer, Tafshin Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud And then the second 20 years, which we're in now, <coughs> would be the, the second cycle. So what's being, if you go on the Lubavitch websites, so the mimer that is that is there in PDF form to be downloaded and printed is Tavshin Mem. Basi Lugani Tavshin Mem. Okay, so learn Basi Lugani Tavshin Mem. So they, so that everybody said, okay, everybody. You know, you never get everybody. People said, okay. So that's sure, it'll happen. So something positive came out of the Fabrenga. People were in an inspired state by sitting in Fabrenga and Chavdal Tavs, and something actual, concrete, and positive was going to come out of the Fabrenga. They, they're going to invest, if they do it, they're going to invest that inspiration in some change in their behavior for a certain period of time. Beautiful. Amazing. Now, that mimer might inspire them to do something else. Fine. Sometimes the achlot is something you'll change a minute of your day. Every day. I'm going to say an extra chapter of Tehillim every day. Just to express my desire that Mashiach comes. I'm going to say an extra paragraph of Tehillim every day. For the Abishtim. Praising God. I'll praise God for one extra chapter to him every single day. I'm inspired. That's achlata to take upon yourself for bringing. Okay. How long does that take you? 
45 seconds, a minute. You've now changed a minute of every single day of the rest of your life. That's a real change. That's real. That's not something to be, to be looked at askance. It's a minute of every day of your life. That means something, right? I mean, that means every single day just change in a very subtle way. But that's real. I can do that. That's something I can do. I'm going to finish Shas in the next week. Right. Yeah, I, I, oh, I'm inspired. I'm going to finish Shas. I'm not going to sleep for a week and I'm going to finish Shas. You will show me. So I, I, you know and I know that I'm going to do that twice and then I'll, I'll forget about it. It won't happen. And, and then I'm just going to feel bad about myself. And I'm such a low life. And I never, I, I don't make a chlotas anymore. Right? Why? Because I never keep them. Oh, okay, man. That's a stupid thing to say. Right? Rabbi, I don't make hakalotas, why not? Because I never keep them. I guess you're making the wrong ones. Yeah. Right? I'm not into them. <laughs> I'm not into them. Right? They don't speak to me, they, right? So, 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 <laughs> what kind of hakalotas do So, you know, make hakalotas. You know what? Well, you know, it's a nice hakalotas. It really is a nice hakalotas. It's a little harder to do here in Arizona unless you live here. But, you know, so, wherever, once you're in a place where you live in that place, well, even though it's not, maybe it's not so hard because there's, you know, communications today is so easy. Right? Once a week, make a phone call to someone who you don't usually keep in touch with and tell them, I was thinking of you, I love you, I just wanted to say a quick hello. You just made a Jew really feel good. Why <laughs> have you got that phone call about some guy you learned with in class five years ago or whatever. I was just thinking of you, I just miss you, how are you doing? I've got two minutes. You tell them, I've only got two minutes, I'm just saying, because you don't want to... Spend half an hour on the phone. You don't have half an hour, and even if you do, you want to spend it with your dog. You don't want to spend it with it. Okay, fine. We're into dogs lately, All right? So, so, uh, Shlomo, I got two minutes. I'm not, I'm not thinking of you. Right? You have got all the time in the world. So I've got Shlomo. I have two minutes. Right? I just calling. I was just thinking of you. How you doing? You know what's even better now? You don't even have to call them. A WhatsApp voice note. Seriously, a WhatsApp voice note. You know how, how happy people are to get those? Why, you're a lowlife, you're not really thinking? No, you really are thinking of them. You just don't have half an hour to get into a conversation right now. Okay, so you, a 30-second voice note to someone who you haven't seen for a year. Do that once a week, twice a week. You do it once a day. Someone on your list who's way down the list. It messes up your list. Because all of a sudden these names who you don't usually talk to are at the top of the list. Okay, Besaidim. Last year, Purim, I, we were talking about it in Yeshiva. So, so I just did it. But it, it wasn't my idea. Just, we were talking about it in Yeshiva. And I, but, I, but I did it. And it was a beautiful thing. Sat down in a chair. I was Purim. Purim at night after the Megillah. You know, said a few lachimes to some people. We were for bringing a little. At the end, I sat down in a chair. Took out my phone, sent about 75 voice notes to former Mayanot students who were in my... Sure. Do you know how many of those guys answered, wow, that was so nice, so it, right? it just it, it made them feel so good. Now, I, I can't do that every night, I don't have 75, right? But that, it's poor night, there's, not, there's nothing to do, right? I mean, you, you know, I mean, Bokrim gets drunk and so they don't do all the mitzvahs the next day. But that's not <laughs> what the night of Purim is about, right? It's not a drunk. Right, if you, the, the mitzvah to drink is the next day, not at night. 
Right, so so there's not a lot to do for night. Right? I mean, it's not you know come to yeshiva and and dance around with a bunch of people who are forty five years younger than me. It's not my you know I like it a little for a few minutes, but it's not I, the energy level is not my energy level. What can I tell you? <laughs> so so fine, that's okay. So I sit at home with my family and we schmooze, we forbring a little, and you know help my wife finish with the shalach manas and whatever. Okay. So, so the last couple of years sat down and just said, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to keep in touch with students, right? And it, it's hard, right? But it's, a, it's good. It was, it, 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 they were so happy. They so many answers back. Now, it completely messes up your, uh, your, your WhatsApp page, right? Because all the people who you're in contact with every day are now, you know, 75 deep down there. Right? So you have to go find your wife. Like, where is she? Hold on. Ah. But then she goes back to the top. It takes about a week to get everybody where they're supposed to be again. <laughs> right? Okay. Unless they call you. <laughs> but it, it just, it, it, it's something... Oh, it's late. It's something that's so easy to do. And it, 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 not 75 times, right? And it makes someone feel good. Okay, so make a lot of... You know, a voice note once a week, once a day. 30 seconds. Tell a yid that you know. Thinking of you. Hope everything's okay. Um... I'm enjoying yeshiva. Hope you're enjoying, you know, whatever you're doing. Hope your job is good, and just, just want you know, I think of you and love you, and hope all is well. If you got that, you wouldn't feel good. It'd make you feel good, right? Oh, that's so nice. Okay. Such a hard thing to do. So now, what if I do that for 30 seconds every week? I've just changed 30 seconds of every week of the rest of my life. That I, you know, how long WhatsApps are going to go? I don't know. We might have to, you know. We'll have to change it at some point, right? It won't be WhatsApp. You'll just have to go. <laughs> and, and he'll go. <laughs> right? Okay, but whatever it is, right? 20 years ago, you'd say make a phone call. So WhatsApp, the WhatsApp voice notes are mamish, a great way to do it because, you know, if you don't have the time or the emotional energy for a conversation, which can happen, right? That, right? that doesn't mean you're a low life. You just don't have the emotional energy for a conversation right now. Okay, but you're still making that person feel good, and, and you do care about them. You just don't have the emotional energy for a half an hour conversation. I just don't. I, I, I'm not there right now. I was once told that the person prefers <coughs> WhatsApp voice notes because you don't have to catch them when they're available to talk. Also, they can listen to also, it at, at their best time. Also, hundred percent. That's also true. Right? Also, hundred percent. No, it's such a beauty. It's such a great way of saying a quick hello to someone. Yeah. You know, when former students send me one, I'm always very happy to get it. Right? Alon. Alon fitting off. I guess none of, none of you know he's from so far back. But Alon from uh, South Africa. So he just... He just well, no, Alon, Alon uh, fitting off. So, so he, just, uh, he just sent one yesterday. That South African accent. <laughs> Hi, Rabba. You know, whatever. Hananya's not here. We have to get Hananya to do it. Hi, Rabba. It's a southern accent. <laughs> no, but they have a funny way. Hi, Rabba. <laughs> Ha, ha, <laughs> ha, ha, right, so, ha. so, so, you know, it, it, how you doing, right, right, and we have to make a time to talk, okay, so I, said, I didn't have time to talk, then I sent him back, okay, told him, I'm just, I was actually, it's funny, I just gotten off the yeah. plane Sunday morning from, uh, from Milan, so I just got off a plane, I was literally on the bus, that we had to walk down the stairs, walk through the Tel Aviv rain to the bus and go to the terminal, so I was on that bus when I saw it. And I sent a quick back. I'm, I, this, I'm holy. He said, okay, settle in for a couple of days and we'll have a talk. Okay, so we'll, it's beautiful. Right? Anyway, okay. We'll go later.
<laughs> a little creativity in how to bring a little more elokus into our lives. <laughs> <coughs> Do you know what Nigganish sounds about speaking? Uh, 